0: It's been a minute, man. I feel like I haven't seen, seen you since last year. A couple years, actually. I don't, bad with dates. Um, I think the last time I I talked to you was about when I had this, uh, out of body experience that I was telling you about, uh, I was in Amsterdam, and uh, it's pretty wild, man. I can't even begin to tell you how crazy it was. It, uh, it began with some shrooms. Obviously, you know, all the great stories begin with shrooms. Decided um, that day I, I didn't want to mix any drugs, so stayed out of the booze, stayed out of Mary J, anything else. So I you know, did a couple couple little baggies of shrooms. I wanted to have some fun, you know, it is Amsterdam. After a few hours of uh, shrooms, I decided to uh, go walk around and uh, I ended up in my, one of my favorite spots, you know, the casino. Walked in. The lights are amazing, man. Let me tell you. When you're going shrooms, everything's so happy, everything's so great. The light seems so wonderful. I feel like it's Christmas. So uh, one machine caught my attention. Uh, it was this Flintstones machine. It's this old, you know, like, Flintstones cartoons. Um, that's how they get you, you know, they put they put characters or they put TV and then they make you gamble. Pretty sure I saw Sex in the City one there also. That one would probably would have interested you. But I sat down at the Flintstones machine. I was just amazed. I was happy, just ecstatic that I was just having a good trip. And Then out of nowhere, I just feel this old guy just staring at me. Like you know, like you know that feeling when someone's staring at you. Like it was, just, it was just this old man, gray beard. Was, I just, I couldn't stop to think. But why do you keep staring at me? Like what? What's wrong with you? So I finally turned around and I looked at him, and he says to me, "Do you want to be a millionaire?" do someone has to die and for once in my life I didn't know what to say I didn't think money mattered that much and it felt like as he was looking at me it was like he was reaching into my soul into my body and I couldn't get a word out. I don't know if he had taken my words, but I just, I couldn't say anything. I don't think money mattered that much to me. So I just looked away and within, within a heartbeat, within the second he was gone, he wasn't there. it was it was unreal man
1: Remind me of a man named Elliot Teller. I met him many years ago in Amsterdam. He had terminal cancer. He just found it out. Everybody was making money. And then I i looked over for a second. I noticed this Flintstones slot machine. You, you were just pumping just that thing full of money. money. I was so surprised to see you. I thought I'd have some fun. I remember asking you if you wanted to win money. Who doesn't like money? You love money. Which just meant somebody had to die. Did it matter that they were already gonna die? You did the right thing. Or did you? Because Elliot, he was already gonna die. You could just have just had the money, right? a surprise that you didn't take the money it's a surprise running into you because i only meet people once but you somehow got to meet that twice so i don't know what made it randomly come to mind um I thought back to, it was one of my first memories of New York as an adult. Um, So, it was like 2000, it was either 10 or 11, and I had gotten accepted to the Boston Comedy Festival's New York Showcase, so it was a Boston Comedy Festival, but they had a, a few rounds of competition at some venues in New York, so... Get into the first round. Um, I came up here because I'm still living in Virginia, and I met some people that I would later see. Uh, I spent the night with a couple. I don't want to say their names, but one of them is now in L.A. The other one stayed in New York, and I saw her all the time when life was normal. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was so excited just to get in. Forget what happened. I was excited just to get in, so I found out that I got in while I was in um, Richmond, Virginia at the Funny Bone Comedy Club. I was like hosting that weekend for John Witherspoon, who was a great dude. Um, I get the yes, it was after uh, I think a night of shows. No, no, I think I found out before the first show started that night So I had this extra, like, excitement and positivity going into the show. So I'm not having a good set in the first show. Doesn't really matter to me because I'm in a good mood. For the day type good mood. Like nothing can ruin my vibe. Um, These guys that actually lived closer to D.C. like I did were down in Richmond for some reason that night. So, they were watching me host for John Witherspoon, who drew a pretty black crowd. So, they start like in the green room, I think it was in between shows. They're like in the green room, though they shouldn't be, because they weren't actually like featuring or anything. And they're giving me advice on how I should perform, not even just like for the weekend because it's his crowds, like they're trying to tell me how I should be performing stand-up comedy. Basically that I needed to act more like, I don't know, whatever you might picture a black comic to be. I didn't fit their picture of that. And I'm not really defending myself, because again, I'm on cloud nine. I'm just letting them talk. And I remember when they were done, uh, Witherspoon pulls me aside. And long story short, he's like, fuck those guys. What the fuck are they trying to tell you how to perform for? So at the end of, uh, I don't remember if there were two or three shows that night. But at the end of the evening, we're done. There is another show that's going on after Witherspoon shows. And it's like church night, black night. But I don't... So somebody asked me if I want to participate. Keep in mind, earlier in the night, I have already been (laughs) unofficially informed I'm not black enough. So I'm, I'm still feeling good, and I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. This... Probably is, ugh. It's, it's number two or three. I don't think it's the worst bomb that I've ever had. Actually, no, it, it is far from the worst I've ever done. And I will talk about that on the next episode. So I get up there and I start doing my jokes. I think at this time I'm still telling a joke about going to the Philippines and they're being really big roaches like the size of a Pillsbury biscuit and they bite people and that joke had done okay. It was was doing better in like the city but whenever I would go to like a club that wasn't in D.C. it wasn't greeted so well and someone had told me but it took a while for it to sink in, that that joke wasn't as funny as I thought it was. Um, So that's how I started. I wanna say I was supposed to do like seven or eight minutes, it wasn't long. And they stared at me for the first minute and a half. I wanna say that that joke was like a two, two and a half minute joke. They, They stared at me, nobody made a noise. There was, there might have been one or two chuckles in a crowd of 250, but was it wasn't horrible? So, as the joke is coming to an end, suddenly I start to hear church music. Now, I have been on shows where they would embarrass you, like if you didn't do well, like uh, how the Apollo used to have a, a Sandman character kind of like come and dance and gank that ass off the stage. The problem was, any time that I had ever heard about something like this, it was like, not rap, but it was like music, but black. Something a black person would listen to. I didn't realize it was even a thing to start playing church music when someone should get off the stage because they haven't done well. But it is. I know that now. So I'm on the stage, and they start playing this church music, and I'm like, the fuck is that? All right. So I keep talking, but I have this really confused... I'm totally confused as to why church music is playing. They probably described at the beginning of the show what they would do, but I was still in the green room from the last show. I look over to my left because that's like the way on and off the stage. And there's the host who is almost in a three point stance. Like it's dark, but people can see him. And he's just kind of whispering in his eyes. You see, he's looking at me and he's like, Hey man, that music means that you got to get off the stage. And it hit me like a kick to the chest because I was like, oh, 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 I see. And then I put the microphone back in the stand and then everybody laughed because they realized I just got that I wasn't funny enough to keep performing. And um, I pulled out my phone, I shook his hand, and I immediately lifted my phone to my ear like someone was calling me like somebody had been calling me while I was up there bombing my ass off and I was ignoring it and then when I realized the music had played I sucked and I needed to go I decided I would answer the phone as I'm walking down the steps to get off the stage like I don't know what was happening but I was horribly embarrassed i wasn't even that embarrassed because of the fact that like those people thought i sucked i was embarrassed by how long it took me to get the fact that they thought that i sucked and everybody wanted me off the stage and it just mm. so that was a special night but it was still a good day like even when i was done i ran out of the building with my phone attached to my head and then I went back to my friend Jesse's place and I smoked and played I think NBA jam. Uh, yeah, it was it was a really good day, that aside. Oh yeah. You'd like that? Yeah. You're disgusting. You know what I want you, I want you to call me your father. Oh yes, daddy. No, I didn't say daddy. I said call me your father. Please. That's right. I'm the person who gives you allowance. You like that? Yeah. Again though, it's father. Don't, don't make me mad. Put you over my knee. You wanna use my car next week, don't you? Yeah. You wanna put gas in the tank? Is this how you thank your father? Hold on, stop. Make eye contact with me. All right, now go back to facing away from me. You disappoint me. You like that? You like making your father angry? Keep fucking me, don't look at me! Yeah. Yeah, it stinks in this room. I bet you'd like your father to crack a window, wouldn't you, let some of the stank out? Not gonna happen. Keep sucking. Uh Up now you've done it. Now you're about to get it. The whole kit and kabo- Ooh! 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 Ooh. Ooh. Alright, crack a window for your father. The smell's starting to make me hungry. Oh, yes, Daddy! (laughs)
0: Let's see it. Hey, Lynn.
1: It's been a long time since we talked. Um, I apologize for calling so late. I was just thinking about you. Thinking about all the mistakes that I made, you know. I could have been an easier boyfriend to be around. I didn't listen and I didn't make the effort that I should have. I was just sitting here in my car outside the subway. Thinking about that day that you asked me what kind of a sandwich I would be and how I responded. I couldn't even just tell you what kind of sandwich I was going to be. I gave you an attitude. That's ridiculous. You know, I've had a long time to think about it. Um, first of all, I would be wheat bread because I'd want healthy people to like me. Um, But, you know, if if, if you're a white bread person, you could just do the same ingredients on that. Uh, I would start off with some ham. um, You know, the sliced kind at Subway, but not all my ingredients, you know, are Subway things. I just happen to be in front of one right now. Um, Some mushrooms. Because I really don't love the flavor of them, but they just add a little bit of volume, some density to myself as the sandwich. Olives, some cucumbers, because people like crunch. I do, but I would also put cucumbers and pickles. Get that whole cucumber family in there, you know. Um, Secretly, I would like a little bit of kiwi, like maybe take One slice of kiwi, slice that in like eight little pieces and just hide it in little places in the sandwich. You know, we're on a roll, by the way. This is not a bun. Um, After that, go ahead and throw on some cheese. Uh, I'm going to pick Gouda just because we're talking about me here. And um, throw on some black beans because those those add something. You know, a lot of people sleep on black beans. I would like scrambled eggs to be a part of me. Like one scrambled egg. Let's not get crazy with it. No cheese in the egg. There's already cheese on me, the sandwich. Then tomato, need that. But I want it to be very thinly sliced. Like it's almost not even there. Let's throw some corn down on me. Get some chicken. On me as well, onions, um, a little bell pepper, something colorful, though, not green. Let's go yellow or red, maybe both. Um, Bacon, that's necessary. I don't consider myself to be a club sandwich, but what kind of sandwich would I be without bacon, right? And then let's just go ahead, put some guacamole on there so we can satisfy the kids, and um i would take a little toothpick stab a green olive with that and let's throw that on top of the bun right i would call myself a bowl painter that would be my title uh Mostly just because by the time the people are done with me, they're going to have to paint the inside of their toilet because you are never going to get every last piece of me and feces that came with me off your bowl. Especially not if company's coming. You would need a scraper, some kind of a carpenter that would have to help you with what happened. I'm really trying to clean you out slash kill you. That's the kind of shit you're taking if you eat the bowl painter. So... It was a little bit longer than I thought. I thought the message would cut me off at some point earlier on, but I wanted to let you know that um, a lot of times has passed. Things are a little bit different now, and I hope that after hearing that sandwich, maybe you'd like to try one. Um, I'd be glad to make it for you. But all right, I hope to hear from you. I'm sorry to hear that your mother passed last week. That sounds awful. You know, it's funny, despite being a party animal and the biggest social butterfly no one has ever seen, I really don't have uh, many memories of New Year's Eve that come to mind that are just like blowing me away. I'm trying to recall something really good. Here's the best I've got. So in 2004, I can remember um, that was the last time that I felt comfortable taking a shot Uh, I was down in school in Richmond, Virginia, and I don't really remember who was there. I feel like my friend Kevin was there because I can swear that he was the one that got us the Vladimir Vodka. Now, Vladimir Vodka, first of all, I, as a drinker, mainly drink beer, and when I was really young, I only drank beer, so I have never been a big fan of I don't know, vodka and orange juice, which I, I drink now. That's like one of the only drinks I drink, that in a white Russian. Um, but I love beer. So I hadn't really done a lot of shots back then, but if shots came up, I do remember being able to down some. So I remember so I'm gonna open the Vladimir Vodka. I think everybody was uh, taking a taste. Vladimir Vodka might be three cents for a fifth like it's so cheap it felt like someone had watered down gasoline and as far as I know gasoline is free if you just find somebody on the street who has some it was okay so I watched everybody take it and it didn't look great and I took my shot And as I tilted everything back, like my head, to throw the shot in my mouth, when it touched my tongue or the back of my throat, whichever it hit first, uh, that immediately caused vomiting. So I started vomiting it into the sink. What was nasty was it landed in somebody else's um, used shot glass in the sink, my vomit. So... I, like, kind of rinsed everything off, but not really, and somebody came in. I forget, but I didn't really like that dude, and he came in minutes after the puke and everything had stopped and grabbed this glass that was barely rinsed off, filled it with a shot, and took it, and we all sat there and watched him do it, and we're like, eh, that's what the fuck you get. I forget why we didn't like him. He was annoying. What can I say? Um... That was the last time, and I wish that I could remember the shot I took before it, because technically, the shot I took before it would be the last time that I was able to take a shot. So if you watch me take a shot now, now I can kind of force myself to cock my head back and try to throw the drink down there, but um, I don't do it often, because for the most part, when I take a shot, after 2004, I uh, have to sip it like, a big drink, but it's a thimble that I'm sipping, because I just, I couldn't do it, and what would end up happening was I would hold the shot in my mouth, which would burn and whatnot, depending on what it was, like, rumplemints, I remember that. Um, yeah, so that's, that's one, and that was an okay memory, not a whole lot going on there, but it has affected me for 16 years. So, um, then... I went to Medieval Times once with, uh, like, my first serious girlfriend. We were at the point in our relationship where she was doing a whole lot of cheating on me, and so things weren't going well. We were arguing nonstop, so didn't enjoy Medieval Times like that, though trying to look at it without factoring the relationship into that memory, um, it was not as fun as the cable guy made it look like on television. And it was a lot of food that I don't really love. Like, I thought... It always looks nice when you see, like, some royal king holding up a gigantic turkey leg on television, but when someone puts that and more food from Boston Market or somewhere like that in front of me, it never screams, like, you need to eat this, and you need to eat this fast, and I don't think that I could smoke weed like that back then without catching a whole lot of, like, yap, so... I wasn't high because it probably would have been a lot more fun if I had been high when I went. Um, Sadly, she did not like weed, and it would take me until I was 27, until I actually dated somebody else who smoked. If you smoke weed, don't, don't try to date people who don't or who think that it's something that's like a gateway drug. Anything other than, yeah, I love weed too, is... Mm, I don't know, what are they providing? Did they save your life? Do you owe them money? But medieval times also was more expensive than I would have cared for. Like, uh, I don't know what it costs now, but let's say back in the day, I thought it was gonna be like 35 bucks a person. That's like museum, aquarium-ish prices. They were hitting people over the face, Like, oh, you thought it was 35? That's 70, dude, per person. Is that your lady right there? And I bet she'd like champagne at midnight, wouldn't she? Oh, my God, how much is champagne? Don't worry about it, chief. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. So it was nice having the champagne, but the evening had been so miserable. Matter of fact, I think I did it twice. I think we did it one year. Okay, no, no, no. I think we went twice because I know that we were there for New Year's Eve. I remember the champagne and thinking, huh, I don't like champagne as much as I thought I would. And the first time we went, it must have just been like months before, and it must have been okay. Because the second time we went, like her sister and boyfriend at the time wanted to come along. And so my night was just even more miserable. Um, there was a time that I ended up accidentally crashing over at a friend of a friend's place on New Year's Eve. That was interesting. Nothing memorable as far as New York goes. Oh, there was one time that uh, this awful woman almost got me in a fight, because I went to the bathroom, came back, and she was protecting my seat, but... A little bit more than was necessary, because I come back from the bathroom to an angry table of drunken Australians who are ready to fight, literally asking me, let's do this. And I am on probation at the time, and I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to fight, just had to take a piss. I don't know what she said to you while I was gone, but let's relax. I mean, they were huge. Like bodybuilding Australians that were ready to fuck me up. Ah, doesn't qualify though. So we're gonna go with um, Vladimir Vodka as my New Year's memory. I wanna wish everybody a happy New Year's. Enjoy the night. Don't do anything crazy. There's a pandemic going on. Stay inside. Talk to a loved one. All right, love you much. Peace. <laughs>